continue on teaching on the what is series of course we started out with faith what is faith what is hope and those were simply prerequisites for what I'm getting ready to bring today and I'm gonna tell you right now I don't know if I'm gonna get there's so much on this topic I don't know if I'll get through it all today so unless you want to stay till about four o'clock and I'll be here if you want to we might have to split this one up now I say that because sometimes I get the flow and then it might just flow right through and I might get it all done but if not would y'all mind hearing another week on the topic we're gonna hear because I don't want to just rush through topics just so we can say that we got through them I want you to understand them have the fullness so they can operate in your life amen all right so with that said who's ready to be taught the Word of God today <laughs> so the title of today's message is what is love we started with what is faith next was what is hope and now we're moving to what is love in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1, we'll start with the New Living Translation. It says, if I could speak all the languages of the earth and of angels, but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge, and if I had such faith that I could move mountains, but I didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. So when I read this verse to you, where do you see the primary emphasis? Others. Did you see that? Having love one for another. See, love is kind of a big deal with God. You're going to see that. But the first thing you have to realize is the reason why God makes His love so apparent so real, so obvious, and so abundant is so that you can make it that way for others so they can receive it from you. Did you get that? If you missed that, you've missed the whole sermon. But see, too many people get hurt by others in so many different ways. Bad relationships, altercations, uh, neglect, they get abused physically, mentally, emotionally, or any combination of those three. So then God's perfect love that was created in them and for them, it gets tainted. And so that way, the way they express their love toward others in return becomes altered. And these people, listen, they're easily identified because they'll make statements like this. They'll say, I don't trust anybody anymore. I hate this person, or I hate that person. 
If I ever see that person, I'll give him a piece of my mind. Well, you better renew it first. Be careful what you're so freely giving away. Freely given, <laughs> freely receive. Be careful what you're giving out. Because before you give somebody a piece of your mind, you make sure you're not sowing straight crazy. Amen, Pastor. You going to go back and preach that one about faith? I like that one. You'll never understand faith until first you understand love. People say, I'm going to knock his head off. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So let's go back to 1 Corinthians 13. God defines love with simply two words. Love is patient and love is kind. Say it. Say love is patient. Love is kind. So because you're supposed to possess the love of God, say I am patient and I am kind. Now repent to the Lord because you just lied through your teeth. Good, I'll give you a minute. Fix it. The church of the redeemed. Let them say so. Everybody say so. And if you read this verse, this verse starts talking about what love isn't. Why does God do that? That's because until you know what it's not, you'll keep trying to mix it in with what you think it is. So then God is creating a clear dividing line so you can't get those two mixed together and call it love. So love is patient, love is kind, and then it says love is not. So what, what, what is love not? Well, it's not jealous. It's not boastful. It's not proud. It's not rude. Hold on to your seat for this one. You ready? It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. Even on certain times of the month. I didn't say this was a popular message. It never started out in the popular column. Love is not irritable, whether you're in a good mood or a bad mood, whether you've had a good day or a bad day, whether things are going well or not going well, love is not irritable. Not because I said so, but because God said so. And here's the big one. Ready? Drum roll, please. It's the wind-up pitch, bottom of the ninth, two outs. Full count. Here comes down the middle, and it keeps no record of being wronged. You want me? I think I'm just going to do the altar call right now. Everybody, put a smile on your face right now. That's an order from God. We're doing this in love. We're going to talk about love. We're going to do this with love. But it's not keeping track. We'll come back to that. It does not rejoice about injustice. In other words, if something bad happens to somebody, you're, you're happy that it did because you don't like that person. Uh, love's not rejoicing with that. 
But rejoice is whenever truth wins out. That's what it is. Here's another one. Love never gives up. Oh, I gave up on him a long time ago. You didn't love him. Just say it. Don't say you gave up. Say, I don't love him anymore. Say, I lost my love for that person. Never lose his faith. I just don't have faith in anything they do or say anymore. Then you just don't love them. Mm. Always hopeful and endures through, ready, every circumstance. Why, do I, why is the Bible being so clear? It's easy to love someone when they're doing everything you want them to do. Acting the way you want them to act. Being who you want them to be. But what happens when that changes? Love says, I'll love you even if you're not doing it the way I think you should. Even if I don't agree with you. Even if it doesn't line up with what God said. I'm going to love you through your mess. God loved you through your mess. God is still loving you through your mess. You're messing every day. God still loves you. And it doesn't matter what you've done for God, how many things you do for God, if you don't have love for others, you didn't gain anything. So these scriptures, if you want to talk about love, the first thing we have to talk about is how we interact with each other with this thing called love. We toss that word around like a bingo ball. I love you. Do you? We even use it as a way to say goodbye. Bye. Love you. You don't love me. Five minutes ago, you was talking to me about your friend. You don't love me. You know, this is hard because if I don't put it where we're living, you're not going to see it. There's nothing worse than hearing the Word of God and thinking you're okay when you're as far as you can be from the truth. So instead of us all living lies and living lives we've gotten comfortable with, calling it things that they're not so we can feel good about it, can we just expose a few things here today? Because if we don't get this fixed, we're not going to stay together as a family. We're not going to stay together as a church. We're not going to stay together in marriage. We're not going to stay together with our kids and their grandkids. Are you listening to me? So there's just a few things we have to look into the Bible, and we have to just say it the way it is. And, you know, when, when, when love never gives up, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm more asking questions. How many times have you made the statement, I give up? Somebody does something to you, and the first thing you say is, ha, I give up. I'm through trying. What are you now? Why don't you just say the truth? I don't love you. I don't have confidence in anything you're doing anymore. I don't trust you. No, you don't love me anymore. I don't love you anymore. There's just no hope for you. No, 
you just don't love me. Love endures through every circumstance. I don't care. I hate him. I hate her. You don't have that right. The Bible says, well, I came to church. I read my Bible. I did my prayer. I did my fasting. The Bible says, if you don't love one another, you gain nothing. I'm glad you did it. But you didn't gain anything. You've gained the whole world and lost your soul. I'm just reading Scripture. Somehow we get the feeling that we have options that we don't have. Like we get to make the choices. I give up on you. There's no hope for you. I don't trust you. Can you give me verse in Scripture, please? I'll give you verse in Scripture, just did, where you don't have that right. Well, you just don't know what they did. I don't have to. Every circumstance, love has to endure through that. Ooh, this is a hard message. People say, well, I'm showing tough love. No, tough is you loving him through their mess. That's tough love. Tough love when you got to walk a road with somebody that you don't enjoy walking. you got to hold hands with somebody when they're trying to scratch your eyes out. That's tough love. Know a little bit about it. There's one thing I have been criticized for over and over and over and over and over. In my 30 years of ministry, you can ask my wife, is my long suffering. I just don't know why you keep letting him do that. And, and, and he's up there on the stage. Maybe I should leave him in the bar. I don't know. Maybe I should put him out on the apartment. Maybe I should send him back to the crack house. At least in here he's praising God. Love is patient. And then love is kind. That's tough love. I can't say I like everybody I've had to be with in ministry, but I have to love them. I don't have to be bosom buddies with everybody, but I have to love them. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but I know I'm talking to everybody. Because this word reaches every soul, every person. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter how long you've been in church or if you've been in church at all. This message reaches all of us. Now, if you have some of these feelings that I'm talking about, listen to me. Because somewhere, somehow, someplace, at some time, someone violated your rights. And they tainted your love. They created that distrust. They created that lack of faith. They created that disappointment in you. And now you're punishing everyone else because of what that person or those people or that situation did to you. So God's trying to send help. Watch this. Send people that have the right kind of love, but you're punishing the ones that are trying to help you 
based on the ones that we're trying to take from you. I've often preached messages. I'm bringing you the truth. I'm bringing you hope. I'm bringing you faith. I'm bringing you the answer. And I've had people get angry with me. Jesus said, if they hated me, they'll hate you for my name's sake. But that doesn't keep us from telling the truth. But we just have to be kind about the way we do it. I'm not judging anybody here today. Why? Because I'm wearing the same earth suit you are. I'm begging forgiveness every day. I'm trying to get things right every day. There's still problems. I'm having trouble with love. Because if you're feeling any of those feelings, if you're getting frustrated with people, if you're staying frustrated, if you're getting yoked up, staying yoked up, you don't have a relationship problem. You have a love problem. I know because I have them too. We all have them. God didn't say we couldn't have them. He said we're not supposed to keep them. That's what the Bible's all about. You're not supposed to be sick, but you get sick. So the Bible teaches us how not to stay sick. So you might be yoked up. You might be hurt. You might be injured physically, mentally, emotionally. Nobody's saying you're not. But the Bible's saying don't stay that way. Until you can see the problem, sometimes it's hard to fix the problem. And here we got to perfect our love. So, let me make it clear this morning. Until you know what love isn't, you're never going to understand what it is. And it keeps no record of wrong. Don't tell me how much you pray, how much you fast, read your Bible. If you're keeping track, you have a love problem. I'm going to step away. I'm going to ask some questions. You don't have to raise your hand. But if it's you, just repent in your heart unto the Lord. Every time you get into an argument with your spouse, every time you, whoever the, that you're having the problem with, you get out your laundry list. Well, you did this and you did that. Remember when you treated me this way? Remember when you said this? And remember you did that? Just throw up on them. That's keeping record of wrongs. My question to you is, do you want God to get his laundry list out? Scroll all the way down the aisle, all the way to your front door, baby. And do you want him to start reading it off? Because that's going to be a long puke. You'll be throwing up for days. Are we just going to say, we'll let bygones be bygones? And because God forgave me all that, and I'm just talking about the last week. I guess I could let a few things slide. I could offer a little bit of grace for the massive amount of grace I have received in my life. 
Maybe I could get over it. Since God got over all my stuff. Love is patient. Love is kind. 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Three things, the Bible says, that will last forever. Faith, we talked about it. Hope, we talked about it. And love. But watch this. But the greatest of these is love. If you don't get this one, don't care how much faith you have, I don't care how much hope you have, it's all for nothing. You've got to get this one fixed. We all do. Without faith, can't have hope. Without love, the other two don't matter. You have to have, without the faith to know, you have to know that God can change someone. Without that faith, there's no hope. So how can you love them? Your situation won't change until you change towards your situation. You have to have, listen to me, the faith to know God can change anyone or anything. Say it. God can change anyone or anything. You have to have hope that can create an expectation for that change. Say, I have hope that can create an expectation for the change I need. And lastly, you have to have love. That can make you patient and kind until it does change. Now it's time for the confession. Say, I will have the love that will make me patient and kind until it changes in my life. See, not only are you hearing the scripture, you're receiving the scripture, you're confessing the scripture, and that's how your situations. That's how your circumstances, that's how your relationships can change. And I can tell you, you're going to have to confess it more than this once. You better get over in 1 Corinthians 13 this week. This is the message. It's your homework. It's your homework assignment. And you need to see what love isn't and make sure you've got all that out of your life. You've got to check it out because that's not love. We're calling it love. We mix it in with love. But, hey, I don't care if you make the best pot of chili in the world. Sam, what happens if I just dump a bottle of salt in it? What if I take a bunch of bitters and just pour it in there? It loses its flavor. And you wonder why people can't believe when you say you love them, it's lost its flavor because you're bitter. You know, when I was a child, I was very fortunate. I had a loving mother and a loving father. Therefore, I knew what love was. At least I thought I did. It was simple. Back then, love was so simple. I was the baby in the family. It was all about me. I knew what love was. It was all about me. <laughs> then I got a girlfriend. Then I learned all about puppy love. Thought I knew love. Oh, I was in love. It was puppy love. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> 
Tell the truth. Bless God, then I got married. And I learned about commitment. That there is a commitment in love. Then I had a child. And I learned responsibility. Then I learned that love had to be responsible. Then I had a grandchild. I learned all about convenience. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching good now. Yeah, you'll get with me now. I love this baby, sweetest thing I ever seen. Oh, it pooped. Oh, here you go, mama. Hallelujah. We serve a big God. 10 o'clock at night, I'm going to bed. Baby's crying. Hey, daddy. Here, here, here baby. Take, take your baby. Take your baby. Pop's been good to him all day. Now you're going to take him. Ah, hallelujah. God is good. God is good. He'll never leave you, never forsake you. Ha! <laughs> what I'm saying is through life, love will teach you the things that you need to know to preserve it within your life. And that's how the Bible is. Until you learn how much God loves you, you won't learn the things you need to preserve the love in your life. See, now that I'm older, I can now realize how much my parents loved me, even more than I thought they did. Why? Because my love for others taught me about their love for me. I look and I thought, man, because I know how much I love my son and my grandson, now I look back and I go, man, now I get it. That's why my dad said that. That's why my father did that. Because he loved me and I didn't even understand it that way. So loving others will teach you about love. The love that you need in your life. Watch this. The love you had in your life and you didn't even realize you had it. And the more you love people, and people love you in this life, the more you're going to understand about God's love in your life. You can't love God vicariously through someone else. You can't have a relationship through someone else with God. Well, you're the spiritual one in the family. We're just going to let you know. You need to be the spiritual one in your family. You all need to be the spiritual ones in your family. Because you have to experience it for yourself. And once you do, listen to me, you will never, ever, ever be the same. Because you will realize that love covers. And it doesn't matter what you have in your life or what you're going through. God's got you covered. What about the things I've done to people? God's got it covered. It's under the blood. What about what people have done for me? Listen, and done to me. And done, hey, listen, God's got it covered. God can heal and restore you. Watch this. And when he does, he doesn't put you back like you were in the moment you got hurt. Because now you learn something. Now you know something. You experience something. You grew from that. So when God restores you and puts you back together, you're better, new and improved. He never puts you back like you were. He makes you better. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm getting better every day. I told you, you learn through people how God loves you. 
I've told you the story. I want to tell it again because I preached it at my father's funeral. I was so broken when my father died. He left me. And therefore, that whole part of that life left me. And it left a gaping hole in my heart. Finally, I cried out to God. I said, God, after two years, I can't take this pain anymore. You've got to fix it. You're the only one that can fix it. And he began to speak to me and say, you remember this? And he showed me a moment I had with my dad. I said, oh, I remember that one. That was a good one. You ever reminisce and remember what a great time that was with that person? He said, remember, remember when he did this for you? Remember when he did that for you? Remember when he stood up for you here? Remember when you didn't even know he was watching and, and he came out of nowhere and helped you? He said, that was all me. Then he started to show me the things that I remember that I didn't like about my dad, where he made me mad, made me aggravated. He said, remember this? Yep. Remember you always wished he'd quit doing this in his life and he wouldn't give it up? Yep. And he, starts, he said, that was Chuck. That's my dad's name, Chuck. He said, everything else was me. He said, so yes, I had to bring your father home because it was his time. But I've never left you. And you think you're alone because you've lost your father's love. But your father's love has never left you, and it will never forsake you. Matter of fact, the only thing changed here is now you don't have that other to deal with anymore. Did the same thing when my mom passed. If you think you've lost a love, you've never lost anyone because that love's still right there with you and God. That presence is still there. And it's that love that teaches you and will carry you through and will make you better. And if you're still having issues with people, then somehow, somewhere, you've allowed your love to be tainted. And it's not perfected anymore. And you'll continue, listen to me, to punish the people around you until you finally Push them away. The help that God's sending, you will be successful in driving it away if you don't allow him to perfect it. So if any of those statements I've made today or similar statements that you may be expressing or feeling or dealing with in your life, why leave here today without getting that fixed? God said, lest you forgive, you can't be forgiven. I've used this demonstration before, but I want to do it again. Brother Ron, would you come up here for just a minute? Because I'm going to let Brother Ron represent whoever it is in your life that you're tied to. You can't let it go. This person I hate on, this person I'm aggravated with, this person did this, this person did that, this, uh, whatever it is. You can't let it go. 
So because you can't forgive means to let go. Because you can't let go to release, you can't be released. Long as I hold on to it, you hold on to me. All you have to do is forgive. You can go back to your seat now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I forgive. Bye-bye. Thank you, Ron. Now, I released him. What's so crazy is you think you're punishing that person. Boy, you're having conversations in your car. Stupid. hate that. Stupid. Blankety blank. Mm. You're all routed, blood pressure's all high, face all red, veins coming out of your head. He's probably on a cruise in the Bahamas right now. He hadn't thought of you in 20 years. How's it working out for you? You're killing yourself. Let it go. Release it. Just release it. And once you release, you are no longer tied. That soul tie that's affecting you spiritually, physically, emotionally is gone. It might be a circumstance, a situation, an event. Let it go. Forgiveness is the most powerful word in the universe because without it, you couldn't even make eternity. You had to be forgiven. And you were by the blood of Jesus. Let the same power that resurrected Jesus from the dead, let it heal your mortal bodies. Let it go in and fill those holes like it did mine. Let it renew your brain like it continues to do mine, my mind. Put your hand on your head right now and say, God, fix my mind. Say, renew it. Amen. Because until you do, you will never fully understand the true love of God. David, would you come on up here to the piano? Because if I go beyond the anointing and try to go into more teaching, you're going to lose what you've got right now. See, God's got some of you right now right where you need to be. I feel it in the Spirit. You already see it. So pointing at it more with Scripture right now isn't going to do us any good. You already see the problem. How many people, go ahead, say, I already see the problem. So now we got to get about the issue of fixing it. And there's something I learned years ago that saved and changed my life and that was simply before I could love or fall in love with another person first I had to fall in love with Jesus because once I fall in love with him his love is perfect and that love can perfect me. Not make me perfect, but it can perfect the love that's in me.
and it can perfect the love that's in you. Can everyone stand to your feet just a minute out of reverence for God right now? Find this key for me, Dave, but I'm just going to pick one. I don't have any idea. Which Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love. Come on, sing with me. With Jesus. Falling in love. With Jesus, it's the best thing I've ever, ever done. Come on, sing it. In His arms, I feel protected. In His arms, never feel Rejected in his arms. Come on, sing it to me. Protected. It's the best thing I've ever, ever done. Come on, falling in love. Sing it now. Say it. I'm falling in love. With Jesus, I'm falling in love with Jesus. I'm falling in love with Jesus. Why? Because it's the best thing I've ever ever done. Come on, sing that again. Say, you sing it. I'm falling in. Come on, sing it. With Jesus. Oh, I'm falling. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus. It's the best thing I've ever, ever done. If you're in here today and you've never known Jesus as Lord and Savior, maybe you knew about Him, but you hadn't said, Lord, you're going to be first in my life now. And I'm going to let you sit on the throne of my mind. And I want you to come and I want you to heal me spiritually, physically, and emotionally. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you'll just believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he's Lord, you'll be saved. So here's your day. You don't have to leave here like you got here. You can leave changed. So what I'm going to ask everybody to do is bow your head and close your eyes. No one looking around. But if that's you today, nobody's going to embarrass you. Nobody's going to call you out or any of those things. I'm just going to say a prayer in a few minutes, and i just like to know who I'm agreeing with in prayer. But if you're in here today and you'd say, that's me, Pastor. I want to make Jesus my Lord and Savior. I need this love thing fixed in my life. Just throw your hand up. Let me see you right now. 
Just no, you're not asking, thank you for the hand, thank you for the hand, thank you for the hand, thank you for the hand. You're, you're not asking, thank you for the hand. Not, not asking to join a church. You're just saying, that's me, Pastor. I want you to pray for me. Anybody else? Put your hand on me. See, thank you for that hand. Oh, thank you for that hand. Okay, you put those hands down. Now, if you're in here today and you said, well, I've already made that prayer, Pastor, but I know I, I'm really not living like I'm supposed to, and I, I probably need to get myself back to where I belong. No one looking around, please. That's you. I'm, while I'm praying, I'd like to include you in that prayer. Throw that hand up for me. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Hands all over the house. Okay. I appreciate your honesty. Because, see, the minute you put your hand up, what you're saying is, God, I give you permission to fix it. And if you're not throwing your hand up, what you're saying is, no, I'm just going to hide here and I'm going to stay the same. So one more time, with no one looking around, does anybody else want to throw your hand up so I can be included in that prayer? Yeah, there you go. There you go. There's the hands I was looking for. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. All right, open up your eyes. And what I'm going to do is we're going to do exactly what I said. We're going to pray for you. And if you're in here today and your heart's been broken or your mind is in torment or you're in despair about a, something that occurred in your life or a relationship, or, I'm going to ask you in this prayer while you're praying to forgive that person, that situation. It might even be yourself you may have to forgive. But whoever it is and whatever it is, we don't want you to leave without in your heart today. So if you will, everyone bow your head and close your eyes and say, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus and I ask you to come into my life. Fill me, cleanse me, make me everywhere at home. I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe God raised you from the dead. Therefore, I'm a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new in my life. Now, God, I ask you to forgive me. And I forgive those who have wronged me in any way. I forgive myself. I forgive the situations. I forgive the circumstances. And now that I forgive them, I also forget them. They're in my past and I will never allow my past to steal away from my future. So I am a child of God. Heaven is my home. And you are my Lord. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. And now I rejoice as I confess. You are Lord. Amen. 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 Come on, let's give the Lord a great big shout of praise in here today. Come on, you can do a little bit better than that. There's no way. That many souls in heaven, that much redemption going on. We got something to be grateful about this morning. I want to invite everybody back just personally because we want you to stay in the flow. We want to make sure you're part of the 21 days of prayer, but we also want you to be here on Wednesday nights for the Bible study. Make sure you're here next Sunday, of course. Because I'm going to continue and I'm going to finish on love. I'm going to break down the different kinds of love. And we're going to discuss it and see how we and why we get them all mixed up. And if we can get them straight and keep them in the right hampers, how much easier our life's going to be. So I'm going to uh, let them finish up with the announcements right now. But God bless you. Thank you, everyone. I love you.